You're listening to the number one Oilers podcast, Handkerchief Dynasty. Two minutes for interference. Welcome one, welcome all, Handkerchief Dynasty podcast, episode 54. Celebrate with us by ordering number 54 at the next restaurant of your choice, whether it's Oxtail or Tripe. Yep, Tripe would be about 54. You got to think 54 is kind of like that's appetizers, right? That's like one through 10, generously. Soups. Soups is like uh, 10 through 15, say. Rice, 15 through mm, at least 25, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay, and then after that, uh, beef is usually next, right? Beef, chicken, and then seafood. So that'll get us right up to around 50. Yeah. And unless tripe is in... Tripe sometimes is in its own special section. It might actually, that might be fall in beef, but sometimes it's not in beef. So right around 54 could be where tripe, tripe, tripe is found, right? Does that sound it's right? true. Yeah. Oh, noodle, noodle dishes is in there too. Sorry. Somewhere, somewhere. That pushes it back. So we'll say rice, noodle dishes, chicken or seafood, chicken, beef, and then beef, the last entry in beef, tripe falling in at 54 i think you nailed it i think i did too um you really know a lot about menu uh design i like it but uh as always i'm the secret professor i'm joined today by the high priest of oilers magic um big news day uh so you want to just just jump into it okay so you were saying that like uh there's big news today i was saying i said oh really and you seem to think that maybe I don't know the big news, but I like to think privately that maybe I do know the big news. So hit me with it. Do I know the big news? What is the news? What's the term of the new CBA? Do you know? That surprised me. That's the big one. Oh, that's like math news. So absolutely, I know nothing about it. Nothing about it. Numbers, Six years. Six numbers years. scare me. Six years, possibly uh, it can be extended if there's a certain amount of escrow debt left over. Um, S players, that's snails, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the players give up 20%. The max, there's a maximum escrow, maximum amount of snails they have to give every year. Uh, and it starts off next year at 20%, which they're, they're kind of giving up more early on, and it goes down to 14 to 18, then 10, then six, uh, for the next three years. Um, another thing interesting, uh, obviously, Olympic participation is included in the next two Olympics. I heard and that. for return to play, any player can can just choose to not participate without for for any reason, basically. Free free of charge. Uh, well, yeah. There's also bonuses that players are getting going into the playoffs. Um, they're doubling they're doubling the playoff bonuses this season. 
wow. from 16 from 16 million to 32 million. So if you lose in the best of five qualifying round, you get 20 grand. And the Stanley Cup winning team uh, gets 240 grand per player. Wow. Well, I hope nobody decides to play and then catches this thing and then ruins their lungs and their career. Mm. It's true. Uh, another thing that's quite interesting is no no trade and no move clauses are uh-huh. are in all cases to travel with the player in a trade, even if the player is traded before the clause kicks in. So the example is like Subban, they traded him like a few days before his no trade kicked in. Mm-hmm. And then Nashville was able to get at, they didn't, it didn't transfer over therefore. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're closing that loophole. Uh, minimum salary is going to be 750 till 2324. An hour? Bit. An hour, yeah, an hour. It's pretty wow. good. Um, that's, that's great money. Then some alteration to uh, European waivers. So yeah, six years. That's a nice, that's a nice length. I dig that. Seems like it seems like among sports leagues, like the NHL players and owners seem to get along much better than other player owner type relationships. You know, it seems to be a, a a better one. A little bit, but I mean. I mean, you're comparing it to like, I mean, it's like seems like a tire fire, for example, in baseball. And I don't even know anything about baseball. Yeah. And basketball seems to have problems. Football, obviously, is like a huge range, right? Yeah. Football just seems like they're constantly in like a ready to pounce at each other position. Like the whole thing's, you know, seconds away from just completely falling apart altogether. Mm, mm. Like caving in on itself. Kind of like my uh, romantic life. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. well, that's yeah, crazy. They, so there's the a little Olympics. bit of, yeah. The Olympics. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hold on. Let me just look if there's just the key dates here. Um, it looks like, yeah. So training camps open on July 13th. Uh, Players arrive in Toronto and Edmonton by July 26. Game scheduled for August 1. Um, so you'd be on track for that to finish up in the first week of October. Um, yeah, free agency is going to be November. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. So, so have they, like, the schedule, the game schedules out? No, 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 no. Okay. They they still have to ratify. Yeah. Um. So next up, the players have to, uh, yeah, vote. So that can take a, like a day or a day and a half or two. Um, interesting. Some some details about the bubble. So when they send the players to uh, Hub Mall, mm-hmm. each team is going to be permitted to bring a maximum of 52 individuals inside Hub Mall including ownership, players, coaches, executives, and staff. So, so like, the owners would be in there, too. It's going to be if such they, an adjustment for them. If they want to be. Mm. I guess they would have to be, though, right? If they want to, like, party hardy with the Stanley Cup, then they would have to be there, right? Mm. They'd have to be, like, in the cohort for the entire time. <sighs> Man. I don't know. These sports cohort things are weird. Like none of them are working, right? Have you read that? Like so, like it's just not working. Uh, we mean the outbreak in St. Louis. The outbreak in St. Louis. The outbreak. Like there's been so many outbreaks, like across, like in in all sports where this is being attempted. Like it's not really working. It seems like. I haven't really read on the other sports. Yeah. I think there was like a couple like breakouts on other teams too. New Orleans Pelicans had one. Um, I don't know. It's just like I don't really understand how it works, right? Like you you have your there's like all these people, so you're all stuck together in like the hotel. Nobody can leave the hotel. Do you want to hear this? Here you go. Okay, players will be living in single occupancy rooms, no roommates, with each team assigned designated floors. Players are not permitted to enter each other's rooms, uh, housekeeping every three days. Hotel bars and restaurants will be open and available in the bubble as long as uh, they have to be spread out. They have access to a hotel pool and fitness center, meeting space, uh, delivery from local restaurants. Uh, 
league approved excursions both inside and outside the bubble like a golf club <laughs> like they're gonna go play golf yeah not in Edmonton yeah. they aren't it's like Isn't there, too, it's, too rainy it's, it's been really rainy here yeah yeah wow this is crazy, man. Like, how 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 much work went into this shit, you know? I like, know. That's what I've been saying. They should have just canceled the just whole thing. Just hold on. Relax. I mean, I don't you know. I, I want to see the Oilers in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as, as, much as I'm scared, but, yeah. I want to see it. I'm just saying it was a lot of work. And, like, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know about it. I don't mm. know if it's a good idea. Of course I want to see it. But I also don't want anyone to, like, get hurt, you know? I don't want people to have to choose between getting their name on the Stanley Cup and living eternally and their, um, you know, their health. I think that's like a, I don't want people to have to choose between that, you know? It's a dangerous choice. It's not fair. I mean, uh, I'm glad that it's going to be in Canada. I think think that's the safest option. I kind of wish it was Toronto and Vancouver because I think Vancouver would be safer than... um, or sorry, Edmonton and Vancouver, because I think Vancouver is safer than Toronto. But yeah. I mean, this is the thing. So I'm I'm an Oilers fan. You know, I'm also a fan of of most human beings. Let's say a healthy mm-hmm. healthy percentage. Okay. Um. So I want I want I want it to be. I'm, I'm hoping that the whole thing is just executed well. Yeah. And we can enjoy it without it being sullied by or, or even stopped dead in its tracks by unforeseen events or circumstances or foreseen ones, yeah. namely like an outbreak of this. Uh, I hope this, so, too. The beast, the beast, I the honey so badger too. virus. Yeah. But you know what? The, um, beast, the beast holds all the cards is the thing. The beast holds all the cards. We can't. Well, work. no, we, don't, we got Delta to do seven. We got some cards. I mean, you know. We can, Did you say a deuce seven? I'd say, yeah, we got dealt, we got a shitty hand, but we have cards, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the beast holds a lot of cards, but like. The beast holds all the cards. It's, it's, all it, the cards. Uh, Look, I want to see it too. I want to see uh, it too. I just don't want. You know what I mean? I mean, players are. They're like, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. This has been uh, this has been your perspective, I think, for a little while now, and it's it's a valid one. I definitely I definitely completely get where you're coming from, and I'm I would agree with you if it didn't make uh, such bad radio. How come no one paid attention to wait, my wait. Dallas Eakins? I don't think Twitter. it makes very good radio if we're both saying, "Oh, this is going to be so great." I think that makes bad radio. You should be thanking your lucky stars that I'm such a pessimistic ass because that's uh, that's how it works, right? You're the optimistic guy, and mm. I'm the guy who's like, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know if I've ever thought of myself as an optimist, but in this specific case, I suppose so. What's wrong, baby? You seem you seem tense. What's going on? Tell me. You can tell the secret professor. And yeah, I our, seem and tense. Our twenty-five, our twenty-five listeners. Yeah. I'm no more tense than usual. Mm. I'm no more tense than usual. Uh, yeah. What's a wampum? Wampum? Yeah. It usually That's a tent, means like, right? I think, no, oh, it's no, like it's money. Oh, no, it's bread. Yeah, No, it's money. a bead. It's a bead. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Um, ignore that. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, I've got really, to be honest, like the fact that we started this podcast this year, like what a ridiculous year it's been. I know. And like the the current state that we're at is just like the you know I we're know. all we're all kind of maintaining a state of cat like ready readiness. That's what I'm. That's what you're hearing right now. I'm in a state of cat like readiness. It's not. Mm. I mean that is tension, right? I do. I, I am tense, but it's a state of cat like readiness. Yeah, I just it's not don't a good know. Scene. I just don't know what the NHL and the Edmonton Oilers is going to throw at me next, you know. And I'm kind of. I want it to happen too. Believe me, once this thing gets underway, if it's cooking and if it's safe and if it's good, no one's going to... I was just thinking about it tonight. I was reading my son a book about hockey and I was thinking to myself, like, my God, how much I love this game. Like, how much I love it and how long I've loved it. Like, I've loved it just as much. I love it just as much now as I did when I was, like, two years old, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, when I first saw it. 
So if it gets up and going, nobody's going to be more excited than I will be that it, that it's happening. But yeah, there's just like a long way to go, you know. I'll be happy when it gets here. I'll be happy when it gets here. And every time, like this week, you know, we saw those pictures of uh, the Nuge whipping around out there. And Nuge like is in town. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of pictures of the guys and like the Dry small side Connie. Yeah. Cass and the chops. Like uh, yeah, this, the chops. This, the the most minimal sighting I'll, I'll be able to like feed off of that for days right like um you know some sort of animal that does that you know like it doesn't take much i'm satisfied with with very very meager portions but like it's actually just be a happy when it gets here yeah there's a space camel uh, in one of the pseudo nhl universes that can sustain itself for months just off of a single viewing of uh, of like a player drill so do you say yeah. space, space camel? Space camel, yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah, well, like a space camel then. Like I'm like a pseudo NHL space camel. Like that's how I feel. But it just feels like it's, it still feels, I mean, you know, have they, hey, let me ask you this. Have they announced yet where, like who's playing, who's playing where? Have they announced that yet? Uh, I don't think so. But I think, no. I think the, the assumption is that, the West would be in Edmonton, but I think the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final is, are, are both going to be in Edmonton. So yes, they are for sure. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is another thing. So you can imagine. Of course, I'm in. I'm feeling tense. I'm in a state of catalytic readiness because, dude, like the freaking Eastern. Like, do you know how wild it is that the Eastern Conference Finals are going are going to be where I live, and I live in Edmonton. Like it's rare, it's rarefied air. Like there's there's a possibility that like Montreal and Boston could be playing the Eastern Conference Finals, like you know, down the street essentially. Like it's a lot to take in. It's a little overwhelming. That's overwhelming to think about, you know. That's overwhelming for me to process it. So when it happens and it starts happening, then I'll be able to just be like enjoy it. I'll be able to enjoy it. But in all the time leading up to it, it's just way too overwhelming. Like both conference mm. finals and the Stanley Cup. My gosh, like it's a it's a lot to take in. It's a hell of a lot to process. And we have like Connie. You know what I mean? On top of it all, like I think we kind of have the the you know like the best shot at at taking this thing with the most exciting team in it. I think. Yeah, so it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to process. I'm definitely yeah. in a state of cat-like readiness. <clears throat> and you're working now, so you're, are you back at work like part-time now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm working like yeah, I'm back at work now. Yes, like full-time essentially, but it's a long story. Mm. It's a long story. I'd yes, rather tell not me, get tell into me, it. Tell me about that off mic, high priest. Um, no, I just I'm gonna keep that all bottled up. I'm gonna keep, keep it all bottled, bottled up. up. Yeah. Okay. Like a little red bottle in your brain. Just not like a, a little red, more like a, like a big black bottle, like mm. right in right in my gut. A so big goth. black bottle. A gut so bottle. goth. So goth. I like it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is the thing. So one another thing everyone's really talking a lot about mm-hmm. is since the salary cap. So Jesus Christ, it's so funny on TSN. You go to TSN, it's just they've pasted like. 35 Bob McKenzie tweets onto the screen. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? The guy's a great tweeter, isn't he? Well, he is, but like, just fucking collate Jeez. it into a goddamn article. A Bob McKenzie tweet is a. I'm trying to. I'm trying to kind of place how I react when I read a Bob McKenzie tweet. I'm pretty sure I read it in his voice, and I'm pretty sure that I picture him saying it which I don't do with a lot of other tweets that I read. When I read a Bob McKenzie tweet, I'm actually able to visualize his face and hear his voice saying the tweet. You know what I mean? Well, whenever whenever you're reading a Bob McKenzie tweet, it means it means it's a big hockey news day. It's not as though you're going to Bob McKenzie's right. Twitter every day. It's more just like free agency, you know, draft, days like today. Because yeah. he really is, in terms of being plugged in, like he breaks, it seems like, almost everything. Don't you, don't you feel that way? I don't know. I suppose so. Now that you mentioned it, I suppose he does. Yeah. Um, he broke. I think he broke the hub city. Hub he's, city. He's, he's breaking the internet. Yeah. He routinely breaks the internet. Um, 
He's routinely so, trending worldwide. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing here is, so the salary, salary cap is going to be frozen at 81.5 million, and it's going to stay there until hockey revenue rebounds to the rebounds. amount projected. Rebounds to the amount projected for this season that just got interrupted. So once it rebounds, the upper limit is calculated using a new formula that relies on hockey-related revenue from two seasons ago plus the projected uh, from the immediately prior season. Yeah, so they tweak the formula. But that's kind of interesting. So that basically means the Oilers have $10 million only to sign about $12 million worth of players. Yeah, so, so somebody gets left behind. Uh, yeah, and it's, so people are going to get left behind on a lot of teams too. Um, like, uh, you know, people are banding about names out there like uh, Shieson or maybe Benning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we lose the Cajun. I think he's valuable. I'd like to keep them both, to be honest. I mean, I'm hoping Kenny Holland can work his uh, magic fingers on the phone and uh, and negotiate some some tasty deals. So he will. He will. Yeah. It's not a problem. Um, How nice is it eh, to have Kenny in charge? It's insane, especially you, like when you hear when there's like times of um, times of crisis, like you hear something like that, and somebody's gonna have to be left behind, and you just think to yourself like, I don't really have to think about this as much as like I don't have to like start panicking as much as I have oh. in the past when something like this happened, like when something needed to be done. Well, no, for- and I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't even call it panic just because to be honest, those years where, I mean, first of all, the Oilers, everything needed to be done for many, many years. So there was that. It wasn't as though there were only a few times a year where something needed to be done. It was mm-hmm. like the entire time it was like, we need defensemen, we need centers. <laughs> um, and yes, it was panic. It started as panic, say, let's start in the Steve Tambellini era, right? But the yes. thing about panic is usually a very short-term uh, proposition. So when, when panic stretches out over, say, like a 10-month period of the calendar, it's no longer it, – it morphs. It goes from panic into, uh, I think, blind rage, uh, from blind rage into depression, probably from yeah, depression like shell, to, like, shell despair, shock. you know? And then you just shut down. Yeah. But, yeah, with, with Holland in charge and with the roster we have right now, yeah. Even even with all these crazy fucking challenges, it's it's um yeah, it's great. It's great well, to like, have Kenny Holland as GM like, right now. We have Kenny, but we also have like Connie and Dry and like Yamamoto. You know what I mean? Like we also have like these incredible players. So mm. which we didn't really have back then. We had like a bunch of like <laughs> weirdos. We had stuff. a dearth. You could we call it a real dearth. Of weirdos, though. A dearth of weirdos. Yeah. That's what we should have named the podcast that. That's that was one of the titles we floated about. Remember? That sounds like the name of like a a different podcast, not this it's, podcast. Sounds a podcast like a, that I would search up something, and then that would come up as like one of the results, like a dearth of weirdos, and then I'd be like, I'm not. There's no way I'm listening to that. Well, mm. that's not what I was looking for. Hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of sounds like a, a Vancouver Island like a sex shop to me a little bit. Yeah, for um, sure. I could see that. I could see. So that. yeah, but like if you look at it, it's if if we uh, you know the RFA signings. You got something going in the background there? Uh, it's like buzzing sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like an aquarium. It's my oh, fish nice. tank. Um, so we need to extend Bear. We need to sign Mike Smith. We need to. Um, who are the other? There was there's like a handful of other players. So yeah, Sheehan is another is another significant one. But like getting them all in under that number. But like and and then it's all gonna change if the playoffs if something crazy goes down in the playoffs. You know if someone has a great run. Um, again, no compliance buyouts. I'm still surprised by that, but I guess it's because the owners don't want to shell out more money to players they're not using. Um, so James Neal's probably not going anywhere. So we can we can hope that he's gonna regain some some form. Yeah, it's wild and crazy, wild and crazy times, man. Yeah, uh, it is wild and crazy times. It yeah. really, truly is. 
I can't, and it's, I just can't wait for it to come back. I can't wait to see some sort of tangible sign that it's like actually coming back. I still have yet, I've yet to feel that. You don't feel I've that yet with, to have, with, uh, with dry saddle and Nuge and nurse skating? No, that's just like a bunch of guys like fucking around at the rink to me. That's what it looks like still to me. That's what I'm seeing is guys just like they're allowed to go, you know, skate around. There hasn't, I haven't had that moment yet where I'm like, okay, holy shit. Like, it's on now. Maybe when the Edmonton, uh, Chicago talk like heats up, like that hasn't even really happened yet. You know what I mean? It's true. The series still feels a bazillion miles away. Mm-hmm. So maybe once that starts happening, then I'll start, you know, feeling it more once I start the playoff previews, kind of. I haven't even really seen any playoff previews. And even no. thinking about it, to do one, like for us to do one, it seems silly. It seems silly right now. It seems well, we've done, I think we've done, how many have we done? Technically, I've, I've called a lot of our episodes, just jokingly, I've called them Preview versus Chicago. I think we've got like four up now. Yeah. Um. Oh, no, wait, hold on. Only two or three. It just, it's, it was a dumb, it's, dumb joke. It seems far away still. Mm. It seems very, very far away. Impossibly far away. It seems so, it seems like they're. Well, it's because be, events are just changing too fast. So everything's well, impossibly that, far and it's away. Like, yeah. It's so weird because it's something like, like, the NHL playoffs are routinely like the most exciting time of the year. When the Oilers are in the playoffs, right? There's nothing, nothing can compare to that. Those levels of excitement, right? Like there's just nothing. So this, it's so strange because you're like waiting a month for for them to like. It's been so weird. Like it's such a weird thing to have to wait for with kind of nothing to sustain yourself uh, during the interim. Like there's. Mm. It's just bizarre. Well, I believe your proposal was for us to just podcast as much as humanly possible to to kill the time. But if I'm if I'm recalling correctly, about eighty percent of the podcast we've had so far is you talking about how weird everything is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Sorry, it's therapeutic you... in that sense, cathartic perhaps. I mean, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's like I, I cannot believe the year so far. Even to be honest, even before COVID, before all that, the year was insane for me. So. Nah, it wasn't that exciting before COVID. But I mean, like, what else is there to talk about besides how weird it is? I think. Ultimately, I mean, not that much. But yeah, um, you know, we got we should do like what they do on um, radio, where they like have like they talk about movies and they talk about sandwiches and stuff. Really? That's what we should do? I'm joking, I, of course. I don't think I don't think you are. I think if I had said yeah, it's a good I'm, idea. Uh, I think we'd break. be talking about movies and sandwiches right now. Instead of how weird it all is, you love to uh, you love to accuse me of of uh, when when anyway, like my I was joking anyways whatever. Um, hold on here. Yeah, I was really it's really gonna be hard. I'm really curious to see what he pulls off in terms of um, in terms of uh, signing people. It was also a bonus day, so a bunch of Oilers got like nice fat bonus checks. Yeah. Um, which you know, all power well, to you. Everybody's gonna want. Everybody's going to want to stay here. Is is like the thing. Like I think this. We're kind of in a new. I think usually when there's like contract exactly. shit in the past, guys like can't wait to get out, right? Of Edmonton, yeah. In the past, yeah. And I don't think it's like that. Like I think the at the the Oilers are like a real. I don't know. It's like a you know you get to play with Connie and Dry. You know, this team's going to win a lot of games. Winning is way more fun than losing, right? If you're on a piece of shit hockey team, it doesn't matter where you are. It sucks losing a hockey game. Yeah. You'd rather, if you're going to go out and drink beers, you'd much rather be going into your um, beers, like, feeling fine, right? After a win. What's plus, I mean, we have Connie and Drive, but we, we have them and we're actually having success now. So, I mean, we, you know, we yeah. had them before and, you know, we had that. I mean, we had the one nice run, but uh, yeah, we had him before. Yeah, it would be it would be so awesome if somehow he could wave a wand and the Oilers didn't have the like four point five million they're spending in on buyouts and stuff right now. Like that money would come in so clutch. Uh, I don't know, yeah, but yeah, we have we have Kenny who is he's kind of the exact perfect GM for this scenario. Uh, to go back to Kenny for a second, like he's always been frugal but fair is how i would probably describe his uh his uh like signing habits from what i can tell and um bruce mccurdy was saying something interesting last podcast where he said like you know kenny holland 
kept the promises that he that he made to all these players he brought in. He gave them like they all ended up having nice chances. It didn't all work out, but he's like the kind. He's definitely the kind of GM I think players and agents can do business with. So he's just a master. You know what I mean? Like he's a master. Like he knows it so well. He's like he's been around winning for so long. You know, he's just like a master. Is there anyone better than Kenny Holland? I don't know. On Earth right? in human history, no. No, yeah. not right now. No. Um, yeah, I really don't give Chicago a prayer. But the funny thing is, it's I think I think another part of this weird panic state of cat-like readiness we're in yeah. is that um, like you want to start to get excited for it. Mm-hmm. You want to start to think about oh Chicago oh we're gonna beat Chicago like and, and yeah. not not even get to the point of like listening to a preview or having a discussion about it, but literally just on the level of like thought. It's like when you have that thought, when you have that thought, we're all just like, oh, well, wait, but everything might just explode before then. So I know. Well, that's what's so weird about it is I'm waiting to have Chicago on my mind, you know, and I can't wait. I know what's going to happen. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Chicago on the mind. Yeah. On the mind. I like how you changed it a little bit. Chicago on the mind. Yeah. That's way better. Thanks. But anyway, it hasn't happened yet, and it's just so weird knowing it's going to happen. And like, I don't know. Or, or it's like, like a, said, it's like that. It's, yeah. it's like that Whitney Houston song. It's exactly like that Whitney Houston song. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What else has been going on? I saw. Did you see um, that picture of the Oilers and they were playing like at one of their practices? They were having a scrimmage and they were deciding who plays on sides using the old sticks in the middle outdoor rink style did you see that picture no i didn't see that it was pretty cute a cute pick have you ever been involved have you ever played i haven't played much but i don't know yeah did you you never played it no never never was uh close to a pond never owned a stick never owned skates you've never owned a hockey stick no man i was like a. yeah i know i know uh, yeah Yeah, Circum- never, circ- you, you circumstances. Played, I know you never played. I played floor, hockey. little floor hockey. A uh, tiny oh, okay. bit of street hockey. Yeah. Did you ever play street, street hockey. hockey with me? Maybe uh, once or twice. No, I remember you. I think you played in that group. I re- kind of remember when you were playing a lot of street hockey at that time, but I don't remember if I did. Hmm. Probably not. I was probably like reading a big history book and then like crying in a corner somewhere. Yeah, you might it's have like, played street it's... hockey with me once or twice. Maybe no. once. Maybe once. No, because anyway. I, I, I remember that. I remember you being mouthy because you were saying how you're like the mouthiest player. Yeah, I was pretty mouthy. I was also, <laughs> I was really good at street hockey, though, too. Those are my Sweet. finest years. We could, do a whole, years. we could do a whole podcast about my uh, street hockey career, but it'd be really self-indulgent. Our, uh, our next guest played uh, some hockey in his youth. I uh, had a brief telephone conversation with him earlier tonight. I'm hoping, uh, hoping he doesn't change his mind in the next uh, 48 hours. Well, if he listens to the podcast, he most certainly will. That's so really what we got. That's what we got to bank on. So we got to yeah. bank on. So um, that is that's another thing that hasn't even sunk in. Like I'm trying to like prepare and do research, but I'm just like, uh, it'll be fine. What it'll be fuck? fine. Yeah, it'll be fun. Ever, I wonder if he's ever played street hockey. Oh, I guarantee you, he has. Yeah, yeah, of course he has. That's a drag that you don't have. I mean. Yeah, it's just because you have brothers. Well, I mean, fuck, like too, what? Like you have brothers. Add it, add it to the list, man. A drag. You, you call my whole adolescence kind of a drag. <laughs> They're being dragged out of bed by my feet to like go to church hey, uh, and stuff. And now I'm in. One. Now I'm in drag. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think everyone should look forward to that interview. I think that'll most likely be coming up late Tuesday night, if not then early Wednesday. Um, yeah. Unless you know, again, the world explodes before then. Um, yeah, I wanted to, uh, what was I going to ask you? Can't remember. It's gone. Was it about Sam? Was it about Sam Gagne? Probably. Probably was about Sam Gagne, but what about him? I don't know. You know what? I just have a feeling he's going to come back. For like a league minimum? Yeah. Why the fuck not? I don't know. I got. I mean, if Sam Gagne signs for league minimum and then just sits on the bench there and only gets in like ten games, has five points, I'm fine with that. I just want Sam Gagne in an Oilers, in Oilers silks, you know. Yes, that's all I want. That's all I want out of life. 
Mm. Yeah. When Sam Gagne is wearing, when he's not playing for the Oilers, the world makes very little sense to me. It's a confusing and terrifying place. So it didn't me. make it didn't make sense until like what 2014 or whatever it was. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? It stopped making sense in 2014, or that's when it started making sense? No, Stop Making Sense is the Jonathan Demi concert film that's from 1980-something. Yeah. But, like, did the Oilers, did the universe make sense before Gagne was drafted? Yeah, played? it made sense before he was oh, drafted, and then okay. it made sense while he was here. And then when he went away, and I had to see him in playing for other teams, I was confused and scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still kind of feel that way, knowing he's out there and like he's not involved. It's just like it's it's disturbs me. To, it disturbs me to think about that. What is it about Sam Gagne? Is it is it is it just his uh, his charisma that just exudes out of every pore, or what's the deal here? Like, why do we love him so much? Why do I we? Why we're, he was we haven't had him on the team for a while and we're still talking about him like every single episode there's got to be a reason for that well i think yeah his i mean his first name is sam first of all that's huge okay uh his his dad played in the nhl dave gagne right whom i i don't even know a lot about him really but just like uh that's part of it that's part of it that his dad played in the nhl um he's like he's a feisty feller Oh, yeah, he's feisty as fuck. Yeah, so I think, like, there you go, you know? What more do you need? His number was, what number do you, 89, right? That was his number, 89. Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, crazy. There's a little crazy to it. Crazy choice, mm. Mm. you know? Mm. If you were to play, yeah. what, would, what would your number be? Have you ever thought about that, what your number would be? Would you venture? Uh, just let me ask you this. I'll make it. I think. I think this. You. I think this came up on like episode two or three, actually. Uh, I don't know if I do have a number that I would. Would you go higher than fifty? Would you go into that? Because if you go into the upper register there, I think have that's been, like. Have you gone back into dabbling in numerology? I thought we agreed that you'd, you'd moved on from that part of your life, sir. Uh, I wouldn't say. I I've don't gone, want. I don't want you cavorting with those numerologists, high priest. They make some good points. Feels they like you're trying to do points. You're trying to do numbers on me. You're trying Would to you go numbers. higher though? Would you go higher than fifty? Your Honor, I refuse to answer this question. The witness of the defense is uh, or uh, counsel is hostile and attempting to do numerology on me, which is a pseudoscience, Your Honor. Yeah. No. Uh, probably lower. Probably lower. Ah, you got me. You Probably would go lower. lower? Yeah. yeah. 89 is a weird I've, pick, so that's I've part honest, of it too, yeah. right? That's I've honestly never too. really thought about it. Like, I've thought a lot more about just getting into shape yeah. and what I want to do for just regular exercise. I mean, What would your number be for getting back into shape? Like, a, what, what jersey would you wear for getting back into shape? What's what like the, what, what are the fattest looking numbers? Zero. Ten. How about double, double O? Yeah, double O is the fattest. Yeah. You're right. That's the yeah. fattest. Yeah. You know what number is also pretty fat? A number like uh, like 55. 55. I'd mm. say it's pretty fat. We're almost on episode 55. We'll have to uh, drop some fat beats. Oh my gosh, you're right. The episode next episode, 55. right, is 55? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably wow. going to burn, burn the tape of this one and replace it with, uh, just clips, uh, taken from like the Larry Sanders show. This has been a great episode, but I'll still yeah. number it. I'll still number it 50. Yeah. It'll still be 55. Yeah. I don't think you should burn the tapes. This burn has been a tape. good episode. Well, what else I, is there to talk about? I, I feel, I feel like we've, we've gone over some good issues. I feel like we're really delving into some, some stuff here. I mean, yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you get the sensation that a lot of, that there's like some hostility towards Edmonton right now from like NHL fans about just like all of this shit? Like the fact that we're a hub city, the fact, which I don't care about. I don't think we won anything. I think there was no other choice. Edmonton's the best choice just by the way it all, you know, the way things worked out. There was mm -hmm. really, it was the best choice, I think, was Edmonton. Uh, but do you think some people are like, pissed at Edmonton right now no no I mean not for that I think I think there's a lot of anti-Edmonton sentiment 
for a wide variety of reasons uh, that's been there and is do, built and has become kind of a culture unto itself. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's many years? But I think so. I think no, I don't think it's even ratcheted up. I just think huh. this is a. I think I think people are just using this as an opportunity to just get some shots in because they're like, oh, I haven't. Okay. But they they all want fucking hockey to come back. Are you kidding me? Like, and I'm sure. But like, and honestly, uh, at another point, on another level, like, who even gives a shit? I, people, the whole complex about people hating Edmonton is far, far deeper. Um, I mean, maybe it pisses off a few people, but I'd be surprised if it's more than a handful. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I sense some real anti-Edmonton vibes. Every once in a while, like, it's like people really think this place is like a gigantic piece of shit. Which in a lot of ways it is, but I'm allowed to say that because I, I live here and I, I love it, you know. But like I get the sense that if you don't live here, it's like an easy target, much easier to kick than even like, you know, like um, it's almost like I'm trying to. It's almost like um, like, like a punchline. It's, like it's like a punchline. It's like a punchline, and I right. think that's that's been like. I've been really feeling that lately. Like everyone's getting their shots in on Edmonton here. It's more really than usual. It's a, yeah. But it's such a hacky punchline. It's like it's like the wait what punchline that all those comics were doing for years. You know, <laughs> it's like it's such a hacky hacky punchline to just, to make fun of Edmonton. It's so easy. Ever it's been done so much. Like it's yeah. if it is if it is comedy, it's 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 worse than yeah. It doesn't feel like, it's like lowest form of comedy. It doesn't feel like comedy. It's like mean spiritedness is what it feels like. Sour well, yeah. persimmons is what it feels like. I, I completely ignore all that stuff personally. Yeah, I ignore it too. I ignore it too. I'm just, you know, we're talking, right? Are we talking? Um, We are talking. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking. We're talking. Um, Yeah, it's 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 honestly just like, I, I'm going to write up some joke, multiple choice questions about it because there's, there's a lot of different variables with the Edmonton hate, right? And part of it is just, a lot of it is there's a healthy dose of ignorance you know, I guess so. Sure. There's a there's a healthy dose of uh, envy vis-a-vis you know the dynasty years and whatnot, yes. vis-a-vis Connie, vis-a-vis you know four first overall draft picks in six years. But also at the same time, like sports fans, I think are actually as a section as like a cohort of the population yeah. um, are like more inclined to engage in like miniature acts of hate. You know, yeah, like. That's good. Um, and it's an, the internet is the perfect place for a sports fan to go online and get their like their 30 minute hate or 30 second hate or whatever it's called in 1984 very, you know very true um, very like true. A, you know kessler being a dick like i i didn't even think like really more than twice about that really i was just like oh kessler's talking shit eh well the ducks fucking suck so truly yeah the ducks suck yeah yeah i don't know it's just weird what do you think of what do you think about that going forward? Because like we're looking at a Pacific Division where, like, knock on wood, the Ducks are gonna suck, the the Sharks are gonna suck, the Kings are gonna suck. Like, it's it's the whole like the California division, but uh, component of the division is really Man, not looking what, not looking rosy. What happened to professional hockey in California? I mean, like, was that did they all just like peak and then at the same time, and then kind of like they're done well in the case of la they they did they fucked up their roster their cap right really really bad they um, they, they went through some crazy shit like didn't they like burn through a couple coaches in there like there was a lot of like weirdness i think there's a little there then san jose all their best players you well, know they've had, they've had an aging core that is basically finally kind of started yeah. like it's breaking up like thornton might come back but like marlo's gone uh what's his name is gone what's who's the other joe pavelski He's and gone. then with um, Anaheim, to be honest, like I spend so little effort trying to uh, gain information about the Anaheim Ducks that I'm not sure I can even say what's going on there. But I feel like it's probably pretty similar to San Jose. Like, I guess gets so. Because like, Perry's gone now too. Mm-hmm. They and, just happened to have won. They won one Stanley Cup, right? Not two. They just won that one with Pronger. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you like heard, San you heard Jose, Brian Burke's. You heard Brian Burke's story about that, right? That you told on Oilers now this week? About uh, winning the Stanley Cup? Well, about Pronger, the trade. Uh, I heard Pronger talk about it. I didn't hear Brian Burke talk about it. So Brian Burke basically said that at the draft, Scott Housen went to a bunch of tables with the trade proposal. 
And with and the one that landed on their desk was, you know, uh, whatever, like Lupul, Schmied, plus a first or whatever. Um, Brian Burke looked at it that day. He's like, I'll do it. And then, but they had to wait a couple of weeks for whatever reason. And uh, and Kevin Lowe's talking to him. And he's saying, look, Brian, like, I'm, I feel like I'm punching your ticket to the finals with this one. So, um, and Brian Burke was like, I agree with you. <laughs> he's like, I completely agree with you. I'll give you another conditional first or whatever. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, so it's, it's still shocking to me that that was the best deal they could come up with, but I guess, you know, the young assets at the time, they got five assets in total for it, but whatever. I mean, I'm not going to rehash the pronger trade, obviously one of the most heartbreaking moments in human history to years, yeah. 2006, Chris Pronger leaves the Edmonton Oilers. I guess um, so. You know, I was yeah. just thinking about that 2016 earlier today. I'm like, I wasn't really ever down with that team. They seemed like destined to lose after they beat Detroit. I remember thinking like, man, this team is going to go to the finals, but I just can't imagine them getting it done. And it felt like that the entire time. And then like, really? they, yeah, it was really strange. I have a lot of baggage I need to unpack with that team for mm-hmm. sure. Cause I was never really, I was never really, I don't know. It like didn't seem real to me or something, or it seemed like, like I just didn't buy into it. I think they got into the playoffs like on the very last day because Vancouver lost or something like that. They had like, like a super shitty year. It was like your typical Oilers season. And then they snuck in. And then they, as soon as they beat Detroit, I was like, oh man, like Oilers magic is going to push this team right through to the finals. Mm. But then not for a minute did I ever think like that they were going to win the Stanley Cup. Like not for a minute. Not even the day of Game Seven. It just seemed like another day. It was truly weird. Day game. The day of Game Seven had a very surreal um, uh, feel to it. It definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't think many of us had uh, a lot for whatever reason. Even though we stomped them in Game Six, I think it was the the stat on you know like the home team winning Game Seven really the majority of the time. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It just the whole the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we could What's, be looking at another tasty run soon, though, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I'm on board with this team. I like these guys. I think this is a team. I never really thought that 2016 like was a team. They just like lost forever and then like snuck into the playoffs and like caught fire because Edmonton was like. It was nuts here, right? Like there was no way. The building was so incredible to play in. There was no, there's no way anything could like stop us. It was just, yeah. it was crazy. But this team, I genuinely think they're like a team, and they like have all bought in, and it's not just going to be the momentum. Obviously, the building's going to be completely empty. I think, you know, this this is this seems like more of a team to me than that team did, and I think I'm. Oh fuck yeah! That was the jumping the the block i was never able to get past i mean especially with yamamoto solidifying that that top six uh solidifying more yeah solidifying it but solidifying it and and also like kind of becoming one of the guys at least to an outsider you know like it seems like you just like fit in and everyone was like oh yeah like this guy is the missing piece in a lot of different ways you know like he you know what i mean like oh, it's, not, it's not just like he was like a late addition who caught fire. He was like a late addition that made like everyone else like appreciate their lives as an oiler and just being mm. like, yeah, this is great. I love doing this. And the, it was mm. a great team. Everyone remember Kyler's name when you're writing out your gratitude cards uh, in the morning. Remember the Handkerchief Dynasty branded uh, gratitude cards are available on our website uh, for three easy payments of fifty nine ninety five. Oh, what do you think, bro? Should we engage the wind-down procedure? Yeah, we should engage the wind-down procedure. Okay, I'm going to use the Star Trek Next Generation uh, shuttle-based sound effect for the wind-down procedure on this episode, so i got to <laughs> find where the fuck that is. Mm, might be tough. No, it'll be easy, and you'll but enjoy doing it. It's a perfect sound effect for it. It's like... Um, cool. Well, uh, I'm sure I'll be in touch with you tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to our interview with our very special guest on Tuesday. 
Um, remember to eat your greens um, and rescue remedy in case you're low on zinc. And uh, yeah. That's it. Everybody That's have it? a good sleep. Everybody have a good sleep. Try to relax. I know mm. it's hard, mm. but try to relax. Go to sleep. I love making fun of Hub Mall. It's like, it's the Hub Mall is like the Edmonton of Edmonton. Yeah, truly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh.